Hello and welcome to the Venus Investor Evolutionary Astrology Podcast. And uh, this is for January 2024, so Happy New Year. And I've just looked up from where I'm sitting because I'm a, uh, and I just see this most amazing rainbow just down my street, down my street. How amazing. Out the window is glorious. It's just going cutting through the trees. And I was about to say that 2024 is going to have an amazing start to it. And then I look up and see this rainbow. So I think that's all rather fortuitous for what I'm about to say, because of course, Jupiter the planet of abundance went direct on the 30th of December, which is always good news. Now, Jupiter going uh, retrograde isn't always the disaster it's meant to be. Things don't stop flowing. It's just the questioning where you get your abundant flow from, questioning if you're in the right stream, questioning, you know, is this the right thing for me? And questioning your own desires and your own learning and where you're going in life, kind of where am I heading, you know, in the right direction for me and doing the right things around it. So, you know, because Jupiter is about growth. So you don't just stop growing, you just kind of question it a little bit more and consider it. So yes, um, and obviously New Year's Eve, we had um, Venus was square Saturn. So some might say, well, that's a bit, you know, restrictive. But I think, you know, Venus is urging some solid, sustainable action with Saturn here. And of course, Venus is in Sagittarius. And so I'm hoping it also brings some peace or the idea that we are working towards peace on a obviously global level. Uh, but moving into the 2nd of January um, or the 1st of January, actually in America, because late in the 1st of January, we have Mercury stationing direct at 22 degrees Sagittarius. And he's going to he's been stationed there for a few days and a few days afterwards, still at the 22 degree points so is stationing there. But this is the sort of midpoint where it starts to move forward. And really, again, in Sagittarius here, opening us up our minds to more hopeful, to higher ideals, to take us on to better potentials for us so that we're thinking better. Our mind is lifted beyond the mundane. So I think these are quite a really good ideas to start our new year with. And I did say before uh, in some of our previous episodes, I felt like Christmas wasn't really a time for us to kick back on the sofa and become one with the Ferrero Rochers. It, it, you know, this was a time to plan things and make little connections and still do your work. And I certainly was working a little bit, quite a bit, actually, over Christmas. But yeah, you know, th this is still kicking in. And on the 3rd of January, we had Mars moving into Capricorn. Now, Mars is kind of exalted in Capricorn. It's, it's you know, he's ready to take action, aligned, focused action. So that really gets you somewhere that's got goal orientated and success written all over it, all over it. And so this brings a lot of clarity to where we are heading now. And and I think it's a real phenomenal start to the year that we don't get this. Oh, God, look at the year ahead. This is actually no, I've actually got things to do and I can progress. I can see the light. I can see where I'm heading. 
And perhaps the 3rd of January was a bit too soon for everyone to get going. But, you know, mindfully, we ought to be there because Mercury is there, our mind moving forward and going, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it, even though I might be still on the sofa. And of course, as Mars is going to travel through Capricorn, he's going to make a great trine. That's an easy connection um, with Jupiter and and then Uranus in Taurus. So they're activating our wealth, our body feeling senses, our food, our comforts, really activating things for us to really bring about something solid and dependable. We're actually going places and being sustainable in what we're doing. And so Mars is going to be traveling through Capricorn for January. And, and I feel like, you know, this this is kind of so dynamic and it's a get stuff done, get it done efficiently and get it done quickly. But it will be coming up to Pluto at some point. And, you know, there may cause and, you know, these are the two dark malefics that can cause really big arguments, really big, dynamic kind of deep explosions cataclysmic explosions but more on that later because we're still at the 6th of January and on the 6th the sun is at 15 degrees Capricorn and is going to make a square to Chiron um and this is kind of Chiron in Aries is the activating point of all our pain, the stuff we have to go through. And it's really highlighting what's yet to come in February, where the Chiron is going to be bet with, met sorry, with the North Node. So the North Node, our destiny point and Chiron are about to meet in February. And I think that's kind of we really have to learn what part in all of this we've played and own up to some of our own issues so in order for us to move forward and own it so that's happening and I think the sun being square to this point on the 6th of January is like okay okay I see where I'm going it's not going to be too painful but it is going to be triggering so that we can take action and that's taking action that is aligned with what we feel on a deeper level that we feel that our ego needs to express so it's while it might be challenging, it is, I think, a beneficial and a good place to go. It is good action, aligned action, as they say. And then we move on to the 8th and 9th of January. And here Mercury's now moved off the 22 degree point and is at 24 and 25 degrees Sagittarius. And for all this Sagittarian enthusiasm and positive mental attitude at 24 and 25 degrees Sag, Mercury is making a square to Neptune and over those two degrees because Neptune is moving over those two degrees too. And Neptune is about the delusion. So Mercury is challenging that delusion. And, you know, it's kind of going, well, does it matter? Is it important? And maybe this is an avoidance, perhaps, of the truth. Are we are we really kidding ourselves stuff? So on this day, 8th and 9th, we have to watch out for the lies, the deception on around this time. And perhaps that's also when the Epstein client list gets revealed. So you know, I think there might be <laughs> the cloak of invisibility being swallowed up into um, on that list. So that's something to think about around that time. And if that list is even going to 
really be published at all and whether it will make any difference, any difference whatsoever. However, on the 9th, if you're still sensing that delusion, the unrealistic narratives, you know, we might be all looking at it going, oh, my God, how could they? Is that real? You know, then the sun in still in Capricorn is going to be trying to Uranus, crazy Uranus. And and this, you know, gives extra flow, extra dynamism. And, you know, this could give credibility to the most outrageous claims. You know, it's like the truth bomb, the truth bomb. This is actually what's happening. But this could be also be quite exciting and could bring about support for some unexpected events around this time. So somebody could actually have to take responsibility for their actions. This could be the this could be the handcuffs. This could be the I, the get out of jail free card as well. And so then when we move on to the 10th of January, we have the sun actually connect, it's still connecting with Uranus, crazy Uranus, with unexpected, chaotic kind of energy beaming at us. The sun then squares to the north node. That's our doorway to destiny, the doorway to our individual futures, because it is in Aries. And as much as you thought, oh, well, you know, this is, um, you know, what, where we're heading is fantastical and unachievable. And really, is it ever going to pass? Here, the sun in the north node, you know, in that square is like, whoa, well, this kind of rubber stamps the visa, the ticket, the access, all areas, lanyard. And off we go. You know, the sun is going, come on, this is going to happen. This is actually going to happen. So um, I think that will be an interesting week through the 6th through to the 10th with um, this activity kind of slightly bringing about fantastical delusional ideas but we can't find it hard to believe but then going yeah yeah that's where we're heading and that is what is going to happen so um i'm excited for how that might pan out for you know world stage as well as for ourselves personally and this north node doorway in aries is is going to stay open for much of January, because then on the 11th of January, the next day, we have the new moon in Capricorn. And really the new moon in Capricorn, which comes around this time every year, is like the start to the year, the, the energy, the motivation, the direction we need with this new moon, the start to the working year at least. And it brings about really a tidal shift to keep us moving to achieve our goals. And it is square to the 20 degree north node. So we can, and you know, in these square aspects, they're very triggering, activating that, you know, you can't sit still with them. They want you to take action. So this is an obvious force for this new moon to be square. This place is like, right, we can move ahead and be quite progressive for our ideas going forward you know this is like yeah yeah go for it just go for it because we can have this aligned action this efficiency with us with this new moon and the 20 degree capricorn new moon is also 
in a lovely trying to Uranus crazy universe who brings about this kind of excitable, dramatic, even chaotic energy. So you like, hold on. But it's like the plans are fizzing with probable benefits as well as challenges. So, yeah, it's like this crazy stuff might be happening. But actually, there's there's benefits to be had here. You know, so it's like on a roll. You're on a roller coaster. But actually, it's going in a good place. You, you're going to go, well, actually, this is what I showed up for, really, to have some really good things happen in a really unexpected way. Now, the 20 degree Capricorn new moon, having said all that wonderful stuff, <laughs> is also in a 10 degree orb conjunction. And when I say a 10 degree orb, I mean that 10 degree either side of a planet, you can call it a conjunction, which is a wide conjunction. It's not a bang on exact one but so 10 degrees either side so pluto is now at 29 degrees of capricorn so that is within 10 degrees so it's pluto is conjunct this new moon pluto the dark lord who is about to be very active so i feel like you know this pluto is here is really pushing things for the global elite for the big power structures the global, the ruling elite, and all these ideas that they're having about us moving into 15-minute cities, eating bugs, their ideas about us, renting pods for life and, and giving up for facial recognition and all our independence while they fly on private jets to meetings around the world to talk about sustainability with uh, oil magnets. All that stuff is, you know, 29 degrees is going to show up the corruption. That's what Pluto does. It kind of hands you so much power that if, you un if you're not dealing with that power properly, it's going to show where you've been utterly toxic. So this new moon is actually conjunct this darkness here this toxicity in the power structures of our worlds. So in a way, there's this karmic effect that aligns, is karma here. And, and it, but it means we have to evolve, we have to keep moving with this. But also it means that our global elite rulers, you know, they also get this enthusiasm and perhaps some of their more outrageous plans are going to come about as well as ours. So I think, you know, let's get ours right, because we're going to have to fight the restriction of their plans. And that's going to come later and it will come. But we can't just let them take all this money making good benefits for themselves. We have to do be doing the work, too. And it's going to keep giving throughout January. So straight after the Capricorn new moon, which is on the 11th, on the 12th, dynamic Mars, who's exalted in Capricorn, is going to make a trine to expansive, abundant giving Jupiter in the richness and land and wealth of Taurus. This brings about this most amazing um, richness, wealthness. We can see, you know, applied skills, applied efficiency and management, good organisation can bring about Money, wealth, benefits, um, you know, return on investment for our big ideas. So, yes, don't let the global elite have all those good ideas, give them benefits. Let your own ideas have some really good benefits. 
So then on the 13th of January, as if to add more weight to all this kind of drive and motivation and career success that we're working towards, on the 13th of January, Mercury moves into Capricorn. So Mercury is still in the shadow here because it moved across both Capricorn and Sagittarius. So Mercury is moving back into the shadow for the second, sorry, back into Capricorn for the second time and picking up the business plans, you know, crossing the I's, dotting the T's. And so maybe we can see some big deals going down between countries. And I hope that's not maybe that's a deal for peace, but maybe it's a deal about the oil in Gaza or the Black Rock monopoly. Some of this, you know, may not come to light until Mercury actually leaves the shadow um, of the whole retrograde process, which it does on the 20th of January. But here there may be some underground um, deals being done. And that 20th of January is going to be a big day for announcing big society plans of whatever has been going on. And so skipping to the 19th and 20th of January, Mercury, the thinking planet, makes a trine to Jupiter at first, expansive and opening and expanding our ideas. And then, of course, Mercury then leaves the shadow zone. So I do feel something involving so much of our nationalities, our countries, the trade between each country, also the borders playing out. Something, you know, big is going to be happening that, you know, oh, we've been planning this and here it is. Because when Mercury leaves the shadow on the 20th of January, the sun then arrives to sit on top of Pluto at that anoretic degree of Capricorn, the 29th degree of Capricorn. You know, 29 degrees, they bring about this crisis because you have to get it done before the planet leaves that sign. So Pluto's now sitting on that Capricorn crisis point and is going to sit on that crisis point again in September, October, November through the American elections. And it's also Pluto is also right next to the American Pluto return, which is also quite phenomenally destructive. But, you know, it's the evolve or die. So here comes the sun to join Pluto on this 29 degree. The sun is the vital force, all suited and booted in Capricorn and comes to sit with the Dark Lord, the destroyer. And they're both sitting here. But I can't so I can't help but think some sort of darkness, some sort of corruption will be exposed here or will come to light, will be empowered almost. But what I feel like it is a real astrological rarity and a once in a lifetime. And it's an incredible move for the Sun and Pluto to sit at 29 degrees of Capricorn together. And both exactly at the same time, the Sun and Pluto then move across the border. We call it an ingress. They move across the border of Capricorn into Plute, into Aquarius at exactly the same time. That is incredible. So when the sun moves into Aquarius, it's start of Aquarius season, obviously. But Pluto moving into Aquarius as well at the same time is just incredible. It's a real phenomenon that we should get this burst of energy that's switching from the crisis of big business, of big politics, of, of big oil, big education, big pharma, everything. 
everything in the ruling elite both going right here we are I'm just switching suddenly to putting the power into Aquarius and the people and society this is to have this happen is hugely powerful I would say now this zero degree Aquarius spot where they are landing together has already been enlivened in 2020 December 2020 we had the um, the great conjunction, the great conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter. And of course, the ancients couldn't see without telescopes because they didn't have them beyond uh, Saturn. So when Jupiter and Saturn made a conjunction, which they do every 20 years, they come together in the sky and they came together in a, a zero degree Aquarius. And that zero degree Aquarius is also the start of um, a 600 year period of air signs or a new a new sign. Or, so, it's, so it's 200 years, but 600 years of all the different signs coming together. So it's a new period completely, this zero degree Aquarius, which was activated at, at the 2020 December. And also then it was activated last year being 2023 when Pluto sat at zero degree Aquarius and didn't move beyond that point. So now we're coming back to this here and the fact that they're moving hand in hand, it's like double trouble, a double ingress to change. And of course, Aquarius is all about change. Capricorn is about maintaining stability and, and tradition and maintaining authority and the old ways. So coming into this place together, it's like, let's bring in the new this is like the life-giving force of the sun and the destructive darkness, sinisterness, showing the corruption of Pluto, both moving together. The kind of opposite energies, one's life-giving, one's taking away. So together, they're kind of bringing everything with it. And with the sun highlighting what's going to happen, what's happening, what's happening, you, know, you know, exposing stuff. And with the Pluto going, well, this is the darkness. This is what's hidden. It's always what's hidden with Pluto. It's like we can then see what is being planned for humanity. What was happening when they were in Capricorn? All that stuff, that Capricorn business that maybe we didn't see. And now it steps into Aquarius. The people, what is being planned for humanity? And I think it's going to be a real shock for some people because they haven't realized. And now I think it's going to be unavoidable to see what's really going on behind the scenes in big business, big politics. I'm actually going to do a whole episode on this, uh, probably several more because Pluto is going to spend time in Aquarius, one or two degrees into it and then move back. And as I say, stick on the 29 degree anoretic degree of Capricorn again during the American collection um, elections, which I think is going to be phenomenal. And there's so much interesting information about how Rome survived, just survived one Pluto return and then actually kind of self-destructed on the second Pluto return. So I think we can see what's happening here with America and the West. So let's see how we have to... Um, gather ourselves together again after phenomenal change and destruction. So let's see. Um, let's move on to the 23rd of January when Venus then moves into Capricorn. So now with that move on the 23rd, we now have Venus, Mercury, Mars 
all in Capricorn. And of course, the Sun and Pluto have moved on into Aquarius, where they're shaking up society and our consciousness. So on the 25th, the moon, the full moon in Leo. Woo! About time, huh? We had some Leo love coming into the mix. The full moon in Leo is at five degrees Leo. And sort of comes in the middle of all this business negotiations, all this motivation and ideas coming through. And here comes the Leo new moon. Um, and it's kind of like a reminder for us to really happily be happy in ourselves, to be to find our contentment here and to connect to our hearts so that the business stuff doesn't go running off by itself. You know, that we have actual some sort of... Um, principles and sensibility within our business ideas and where we're heading and this this new moon uh, sorry full moon in in leo is square to jupiter in taurus and and i kind of think it's, it's saying do you really want that to happen you know and this therefore then creates this jupiter is in a t-square to the sun and and the moon and it's saying bring it back to love Bring it back to love every time. Involve your heart in all these ideas. Expand your heart notions, your heart consciousness. The consciousness of the heart, the idea of the heart as a sensory organ who understands with so much wisdom. Uh, so that's our little reminder before we run off the tracks into big business. It is also possible here that the, the Leo full moon will highlight big, bad boss stuff and what maybe our unelected leaders are up to. That means the royals as well as the unelected leaders, because the royals aren't leading. They're just head of state, head of. They're not leading. But people like um, the WEF, the you know, who are not elected, but are trying to become elected within our governments, are trying to rule the global governments. So, you know, Leo is about that leadership here, but here and also celebrity, anyone who's up there, hugely wealthy. I'm talking about philanthropists who then think they can um, plan our futures. And perhaps with this Leo moon, we can, you know, see who puts their head above the parapet for this one. Um, so celebrities, royals and unelected leaders, philanthropists, huge, and potentially also maybe this is the Epstein client list again. But for us, you know, let's see, let's see who, who, who gets their head above the parapet that gets chopped off even. But, but let's stay heart centered and loving and let's give ourselves a little time to have some fun in the middle of this bleak January. I say it's not bleak, it's this very work orientated January. But also there's good news around this loving Leo full moon. So the full moon is on the 25th of January and on the 26th of January, Aquarius. Sorry, not Aquarius. Start again. The full moon is the Leo full moon is on the 25th of January and it's making a T-square because the moon and the sun are opposite each other at five degrees and Jupiter, just gone direct, is at five degrees, Taurus are making a T-square. So that means what's happening in the empty space of five degrees, Scorpio, if you've got anything there, that might be 
kind of directive for you. But also on the 26th, the day after Uranus, crazy, chaotic planet Uranus, planet of surprises goes direct at 19 degrees in Taurus. I mean, powerful that we've got this Leo full moon, you know, really connecting us to our hearts, our heart centers and our egos and our beings and our leadership qualities and our sense of who we are. Then Uranus goes direct. And I think that's like it's almost like because it happens the next day, we're still in the Leo full moon energy. So Uranus going direct is like powering up the most crazy heart opening stuff. You know, with Uranus is going direct. It's like a bolt of thunder, like a coupe de food. Um, and with the heart centeredness, this is a real opportunity to fall in love or have love at first sight happen for you. So you're ready here with this Leo fullness of heart. And then this thunderbolt. It's like doesn't, you know, don't, you do the math. It's like, whoa, here we go. I could actually fall in love and open myself up to the most dynamic, wondrous, emotional landscape here. So um, if you've got anything around the five degrees Um, or the 19 degrees, have a look and see how this full moon and Uranus going direct is going to affect you because you might be up for that. So let's see. That's that's a wondrous kind of some really more more wonderful stuff happening in January. But now it gets even more interesting because Venus is speeding up through Capricorn and Mars is slowing down. And on the 27th and 28th of January, Mercury then overtakes Mars and they overtake at 17 degrees Capricorn. So these two together are having a head for business and all the planets in Taurus have got a bod for love. But anyway, aside from that, bringing this this kind of Mercury thinking, Mars dynamism together in Capricorn, bringing global summits to fruition. And this is another day for cracking the code for crypto, for housing, for finance, for, you know, global sex trafficking even. And, and I kind of hope it's not digital money, but you, you know, meaning that we're without the cash, but Actually, cash, use of cash rose by 15% to 19% last year, 15 to 19, it rose by 15 to 19% last year. So that's amazing. And I encourage you all to go out there and get to the cash point, get some cash out and start paying for things with cash. It is so important that we keep cash uh, and we use that instead of being controlled by the digital money. Anyway, so the meeting of these two dynamic energetic the sword of mars and the superbrain challenger of mercury in in capricorn are square to the north node destiny point which as i say is open the doorways open all month so there's definitely rumblings for forward thinking ideas for true true stuff happening for our finances for business and also though these two are then trying, making a really good connection to crazy ass surprise planet and potentially a little bit chaotic Uranus too. So things are going to happen. I think January is really going to be full of surprises for us. And maybe there's ideas for new ideas for new streams of income, new ways of budgeting, new ways of wealth generating, career boosting ideas. I'm, I'm almost 
exhausted just talking about it. But then Mars is going to sit on Pluto, then in at naught degree Aquarius, and then Mercury is and Venus, and they're all going to sit on Pluto at zero degree Aquarius. So this this zero point of Aquarius is getting hit multiple times. And it's like when there were all these dot-com millionaires and nobody knew what the hell a dot-com millionaire was. But, you know, we we do now. But that was a completely new phenomenon. I didn't have a clue. And then suddenly there's crypto and people are slowly getting onto the crypto. And then everyone's coaching. There's millions of coaches. Boom or bust here. But, you know, new markets opening up for all of us for the masses and so that we can be independently wealthy should I say that's not the right way but um, you know our governments we're almost way ahead of the governments in taking these initiatives and moving beyond so that we're out of control of the governments and that's what's happening here so that we're not mandated by a nine to five by a, um, um, a global elite here. So I feel, again, here's phenomenal opportunities for all of us to open up new income streams and so that we are not being controlled, governed, um, ruled, should I say, because it's not a government is supposed to serve. They are actually ruling. And so we're just kind of moving away from that idea with these new income streams. So I think that is um, quite motivational and inspirational to get ourselves working on our ideas, no matter how crazy they are, for all of January. Because February has got some more surprises too, <laughs> listening to that. And I'm going to be talking more about the Pluto effect. And it's quite interesting to look at where Pluto is in your own chart with this as it moves into Aquarius. Because it's going to bring fresh ideas to Pluto wherever it is in your chart. That's called the depositor. So you see what Pluto is doing now moving into a fresh new area. It's been in Capricorn for 15 years. So now it's going to be in Aquarius, the people, fresh ideas moving forward, the future for 20 years. So look at this shift and look at where Pluto is in your chart and know that you will be having fresh ideas, a freshness to it. And maybe you've got to pick up some idea that you kind of long forgotten or maybe some idea that you had that was going to be happening and never did. Maybe it's time to re-engage with that. So I wish you all well and happy new year for 2024 and I'll catch you in the next episode. Lots of love. <laughs>